0: innovation and the law from three angles people technology and business I'm Nick Houghton and today we're here at the law innovation and vulnerability conference at the Faculty of Law at the University of Copenhagen together with Hello. Ulf I'm Ulf Linda nice to be here Nick where are you from where do you work uh, I'm from from Stockholm
1: working with the uh, legal works Nordic uh, an alternative uh, legal player in, in the Nordics
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: your your offices in Stockholm and Stockholm, Gothenburg, and uh, and we have people all over Sweden and in Palma, and, and uh, we are a very flexible organization.
0: Exactly, they're everywhere. Just like uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. won't mention the mafia or any people like that, but you are everywhere, and you work with an awful lot, a lot of experience. Also, let's see the uh, a lot of people in legal tech that are young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, optimistic. I like to say that we've seen a lot of stuff and we've got a lot of experience and we've. Got the scars to prove it and uh as we talk we meet at a lot of conferences you run a really cool conference up in stockholm called nordic legal tech day yeah
1: and well, it's actually in, in in helsinki oslo and, and copenhagen as well yeah, yeah so it's a concept that we developed like uh, seven years ago and it's been growing since then and, and we see a huge interest in these topics and, and i think the industry is, is finally getting in the right direction
0: yeah out of your conferences because I, I always end up not hearing very many of the talks because there's so many interesting people there that i get stuck by the coffee machine yeah it's but, the
1: network is really the key and, yeah. and it's it's a great platform to gather all kinds of people for all all, all the corners of the industry uh to meet for a day and, and network and, and you always leave those days with uh,
0: with a lot of new contacts. Yeah, another, there's always find I got like three or four things that I keep repeating based on that I got from that particular day where somebody said something that encapsulated in a single sentence a concept or something <laughs> what I've been working on for hours. Um, you had a couple of you were in a session just uh, an hour ago and I had a couple of things that I thought were really interesting. And one was innovate, it was a panel on innovation in law firms and how to and change. And um And you're not with a traditional three last name law firm.
1: No, that's correct. Uh, But we have a law firm inside our group, our family as we call it. and uh, So we have 25 lawyers, uh, servicing clients, uh, reviewing contracts, giving legal advice and so on. Uh, And at the same time, we have a couple of of, uh, tech platforms that we have developed. Uh, One is uh, in the Corporate record and transaction uh, space based on blockchain, and we have a uh, legal body which is an online uh, service uh, for
0: startups and entrepreneurs. Right. And you say, and you know, when I hear these things, so you've got a new structure, you've got uh, a flexible structure, you've got tech integrated from the start. There's even the buzzword of all buzzwords, blockchain. Mm-hmm. And it, you had this really good line. You had a really good line, and I'd love to hear if you, if you expand a little bit on it about how. Yes, it's a new structure. Yes, there's new technology, but it's the same lawyers that your mm. lawyers grew up inside the current system. Mm. The and you have a challenge, you have the same culture, the change, challenge with the culture and the, getting them to innovate, see. Yeah,
1: I mean, the lawyer culture is, is very strong. Uh, if you look at the people who, who study law, they have top grades uh, through the school system they go to university that they fight about the grades getting absolutely top grades to get yeah. into the top law firms and they're you know performing at the top level yeah. to at the end of the day become a partner. So you really raised into uh, into the competition yeah. and that of course uh, makes creates challenges uh, when you uh, need to collaborate and and in all development projects, you know, collaboration is really the key word. No, no one can uh, run a, a, a new product development project alone. You yeah. need to be a, a different, uh, a diverse group with a lot of different competences. You need yeah. the lawyers, you need the tech people, and you need those in between. So, uh, so collaboration is a bit of a challenge for for yeah. many lawyers. They they look at the sort of the personal output. Yeah every day, every yeah. hour.
0: Because they're measured individually.
1: Yes, yeah. they are.
0: Yeah. It's, it's looking, so, yeah.
1: so, and I, I, I believe firmly that sort of the disruption in the legal industry will not happen in, in the law firms because there, this, this culture is so strong with the classic uh, partner structure and the billable hour. The incentives. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we, we have been you know, uh, fortunate to be able to create a new organization from, from the scratch uh, and I think that that's where we will see disruption and I think we will see many more of firms which are considered to be alternative growing up in, in, in the future. But, but as we discussed, one of the challenges uh, you have is that the, the lawyers, we need the lawyers. I mean, they are yeah, really yeah. The, the core of whatever we do. And uh, they are raised in this system and, and uh, it takes quite a while to, to unlearn uh, to make the, the lawyers to relax a bit and, and you know, yeah. understand that, that you know, perfection is not the standard in everything you do. Uh, it, it's really important to have the courage to fail when you're in, into product development. But, you know, the lawyers, they really want it to be perfect. The first shot
0: should be perfect directly. Yeah, this is... Uh, I definitely understand the challenge because you know, when you talk to a lawyer they they don't do law they don't i don't work as a lawyer i am a lawyer mm. so i mean this is a is an identity piece of them uh, and when it comes to perfection sometimes I, I cannot but wonder they accept that a law isn't perfect when a law is made they expect technology to be perfect but when a law is made ah well then we expect the interpretations to be you know to build like patina year upon year upon year upon year that the law develops it the law iterates, but the technology has to be perfect for forever, from the beginning. Eh? Is there not a? Yeah, actually, I, think they, I could, think they could fit the pattern, and new, give them a new paradigm to work with when they look at how technology works and is built and develops.
1: Yeah, I mean the law is is is, is not perfect. I mean every lawyer you know that that you know it, it's uh, it's are qu- quite. Uh, 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 Quite robust rules, but but they will not sort of solve every case. Mm. But I think it's it's different with with the, when the lawyers look at themselves, they want to be uh, well, correct. They well, need they should have yeah. the right answer. They they yeah. are paid to deliver the right answer. So it, it's very very deep into the the role of, of being a lawyer. As you, and as you yeah. say, you, do, you don't work as a lawyer. You are a lawyer, and yeah. like you are a doctor. It, it's yeah, a very yeah, yeah. strong. Uh, uh, culture in, in the in the profession. I mean, it is exactly yeah.
0: what the four old profession, the law, medicine, the church, and the, the military, that it is something you are as opposed to something you do. Mm-hmm. Well, we t- we talk about roles, and sometimes, um, wait, perhaps it is is it perhaps then maybe unrealistic to expect the lawyers to be perfect at this task. I, I work a lot with innovation and with startups, and we talk about three separate roles that there's the hipster, the hacker, and the hustler which is sort of a, perhaps part of the three pop words, but describing sort of somebody that understands the user, somebody that understands how the business and somebody that understands how to build it. And uh, is there maybe, it's just a separate role. We talk about developers and, and, and uh, lawyers not understanding each other. Mm-hmm. And should we not perhaps stick a third person into the mix? E-
1: exactly. So, so I think that is what we've seen from our projects where we have sort of the strong uh, middle person who could translate the ideas of the lawyers uh, and to present something that the coders actually can code that is when we have a good, uh, good success and, and that role is not that easy because you need to understand the law and, and the, also the user uh, experience and the business and you also need to have the same language as the coders and know how to present uh the specifications for the, the yeah. coders. So I think that is really the, the 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 future of a profession of the future to be that uh, the, the middle person yeah. who can translate the, the requirements from the lawyers and make specifications for the for the, the coders. And yeah. I don't think that we should have lawyers that can code. It's, that yeah, is not yeah, really yeah. you know you want good lawyers uh, but but uh, and you need good coders. Yeah, yeah, And you shouldn't do the same. Exactly. But the bo- do the both things. Well, you got to uh, respect both in professions. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We don't expect the coders to be able to write laws. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you have a lot of startup experience. You know what? Yeah. What, what does that middle person in in, in a non legal tech startup? You know what? what who but, is that? But the
0: funny thing is, is sort of the different skills. So what we were talking earlier with. Uh, with Common friend and colleague Andrea Lindblom, and she uh, she purposely, on purpose, did not use the word soft skills because, as anybody who's ever had to fire somebody knows, there's nothing soft about the process of firing another human being from their job, you know. Let alone if it's in a business like ours where you are what you do. Um, I think it's, uh, it's it, it, these the personal skills are extremely important, and it, it's a very case by case. Often, industry by industry, think I mean, you've built a couple of these products, uh, in your, your blockchain so tool, the, the platforms. I think if you, do you have any examples of, of somebody that's made a, a difference, I mean, something I'm seeing with some firms we talked about earlier today a, a couple of times is, um, is I see some of the legal texts that are coming more from, let's say, from a digital first e commerce perhaps background, stronger on the coders, they're choosing to focus on digital first companies so they're almost picking their customers mm-hmm. yeah and i think in, in this space where you instead know, so of avoiding the problem by av- almost avoiding the lawyers yeah or, but if you've got these two cultures you've got these two parts do you have some examples of issues you've solved that that person has solved for you
1: i, I can uh, from my experience I, I i think of two two uh two projects uh and in, in one of these cases, we had a, a project leader on the technical side who was really interested in the legal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, he actually uh, had, uh, did a great job in, 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 in converting the, the, the lawyers' ifs and buts into something that became codable because the uh, code is binary
0: it's yes or it's yes no. and yeah.
1: he he created a very simple table describing all these uh, i mean if you're lawyers you follow and and you should apply the law you have the sort of the ground rule and then you have the exception from the rule and you have the exception from the exception yeah. and you know it became it became becomes really complex to describe yeah. how this Legislation actually works because you have all these references, different exemptions. But uh, this guy, he actually translated that into a, a very smart table, and from that we could, you know, put it into the hands of the coders. So there we had a tech guy who was moving into the sort of the legal space and really yeah. tried to understand the law, and it yeah. worked out perfectly. Uh, and the other situation I'm thinking of is is is, uh, is our current. Uh, CEO of legal body who is a lawyer by training, but uh, he has spent about ten years in uh, project managing uh, legal uh, IT projects. Right. Uh, okay. And, uh, and he also have that sort of uh,
0: middle person role, which is so important for for, for those projects. I mean, the people you're working with often. I'm thinking the, end of the year, also your lawyers have to, you know. You need some lawyers that are open to technology and you need coders that are open to working with and oftentimes i think that it's a bit of a like f- i think they often have a lot more similarity with each other than them. you know the, uh, the coders want code to be nice clean small tight they're forever saying that it's not ready it's never perfect and there's always little bits they want to polish on it they want to make it perfect and um the but I think perhaps your older, more experienced coders who have, who have been forced to accept imperfect code and keep it running might be yeah, yeah. a good there be,
1: match. I, I think yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, we have, for example, lawyers who, who think they are more or less artists. <laughs> yeah. they, they are yeah. artists in creating contracts yeah. and drafting clauses. And, and they have a, a perfect contract yes yeah. they have a great pride in in that yeah, skill
0: absolutely yeah.
1: and i think you have the same with coders that they also have that uh, that craftsmanship and the pride of of creating the perfect code yeah. So in that way, the lawyers and, and coders all have some similarities.
0: Yeah, so what type of code are you looking at? Uh, there's uh, Joel Spolsky, who's sort of a bit of a guru in programming, has a famous line about uh, Microsoft Excel, which you know, is famously complicated convoluted code, to which he says uh, it, the, the amazing thing about Excel is not that it's you know, very dense and hard to understand the amazing thing is that it still works. That you can read spreadsheets from 1995. You can still read them on your computer today, whether it's a Mac or it's or it's a Microsoft Windows. That's the genius of it. And that the genius of their, their software engineers is that they can hold all these abstract and, and the conflicts in mind at the same time. Which in many which in many ways is the law. I mean, that there's a lot of conflicts and contradictions and exceptions, and yet once you reach a certain level of expertise in the business, you can keep all those balls in the air and see the opportunities. Mm. Right, yeah, uh, that's an interesting reflection. Well, I think <laughs> you guys have more, they, I think the two have more in common than perhaps they think. Yeah, they just need to find the, the common language.
1: Uh, and, and once you have that, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing how much uh, lawyers and uh, coders can do together. Uh, but yeah. that uh, yeah. that collaboration is, is so so
0: important. We are focused too much, as perhaps we do, on the conflict rather than on the many 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 similarities. And, oh, cool. Well, that that was brilliant. Thank you very much. Hope we were out of time here. Thank but you for having me. Yeah, it was a joy. It was a joy listening. Thank you too to listening to us. My name is Nick Horton, and this is the Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast. This is Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast at the Faculty of Law, University of Copenhagen. Brought to you by the Gaius Foundation. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media and your favorite podcast platforms.